0: Hello and welcome to the Brother 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 podcast. I'm your host, Wyndham Lewis, and this week I had the great good fortune of meeting and speaking with world-renowned artist and composer Ragnar Cartinson. A visual artist and musician who manages to broach beauty, repetition, pop culture, absurd humor, and matters of love, life, and death into wholly involved and in absorbing video and music compositions. His current work, Death is Elsewhere, opened at New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art this month to significant fanfare and rave reviews from The New Yorker, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Art Forum, Art News, Pitchfork. Death is Elsewhere, which is featured at the Met through September 2nd, is a seven-channel video installation by Ragnar Kartensen provocatively rethinking the possibilities for performance and video art. Kjartnsson makes work in which he simultaneously evokes romantic cliches while using irony, nihilism, and absurdity to undermine them. Death is Elsewhere is the most recent in a series of durational performance-based works in which a single song is performed without beginning or end in a nearly continuous loop. Filmed around the time of summer solstice, shortly after midnight in southern Iceland, Death is Elsewhere features a male and female pairs of twins, Cartenson's frequent collaborators, the musicians Joya and Kirsten Anna Valtistotir, and Aaron and Bryce Dessner of The National, performing the title song against a landscape of sublime, natural beauty as they move continuously across seven screens, encircling the viewer. Despite the idyllic setting and dulcet song, the specter of death is omnipresent, according to the Metropolitan Museum's write-up. In addition to working with MUM and The National, he even drops that Bonnie Vera's Justin Vernon was involved this time around. So enjoy the Brother, Brother, Brother interview with Ragnar Kartensen, a remarkable visual artist and musician. already doing the, the test for me. Thank you. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> so you're in Stuttgart?
1: Yeah, I'm in Stuttgart.
0: Oh, very nice. What's the next installation? Yeah. Um, I'm doing, a, there's a show at the uh, Kuntmuseum in Stuttgart. It's, it's an overview show, kind of, of, my works. Oh, so like a re- retrospective?
1: Yeah, yeah. Sort of. I would say an overview.
0: Okay. But, but
1: you know, yeah. But you can say a
0: retrospective, too. Yeah. <laughs> little bit of yeah. both something old something new
1: yeah yeah yeah. oh great yeah yeah something old something new yeah it's just sort of going through going through my
0: stuff oh yeah. that's that's amazing so i understand the new york show went beautifully and the reviews are, are stellar so that's great yeah that's
1: pretty great i'm uh, there's nothing to complain about
0: <laughs> yeah well I will, yeah. I will i will i'm be very co- conscious of your time because I know you're you're uh, you're at work. So um, do you, let's. Just, it, the, what we do here is very conversational, and we'll just start talking if that's okay with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, my podcast is called Brother, Brother, Brother. It's me and and my two brothers. Um, the the sort of gist of it is that uh, we talk mostly about music, but I'm. 50, my other brother's 40, my other brother's 30. Uh, none of us have the same parents and none of us grew up together and so we get together wow. once a week and we talk about music. That's, a, that's, that's the, so cool. It's very strange. But um, <laughs> but you know I, it, it's funny because this is one of those times we've, we have done a couple of live shows from the Met. Um, one with a friend of mine who's a playwright named Rajiv Joseph. The other with another friend of mine who's a visual artist named Evie Day. I don't know if you're familiar with Evie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh cool. So, yeah, Evie and I went to high school together. She's an old, old very <laughs> and very dear friend. And so that's sort of the the basis of how we got tied in with the Met. Um, that and the fact that, uh, you know, my r- distant relative was featured in one of Jen's shows. So, um, but uh, the, one of the things I oh, want who, to... The- it's yeah, a Win, his, Wyndham Lewis. Okay. Yeah. So the person huh? for whom I am named. Yeah. Wow. Cool. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a it's a stretch to get yourself into the, the Met to talk about rock music, um, by yeah, virtue yeah. <laughs> by virtue of, of uh, dubious relations. But there you go. Yeah, whatever you can do. But it makes I think it makes total sense. <laughs> Absolutely, it does now. Um, but one thing, you know, I've been reading up on your on your work, and, and one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, um, I read that quote that you had given about uh, you went to art school to become a rock star, which I thought was hilarious. Um, <laughs> tell me about that, because that's a that's a pretty funny idea. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, it's just uh, totally it derived from. It was like you know, I had this. I really had this urge to like to be a, to be a musician, and somehow you know, kind of you know, I guess my urge was just really to really deal with pop culture, and uh, like the uh, the obvious choice is to become to become a yeah, like in one teenage dream a pop star, mm-hmm. and and
0: but not like you know, but but you know, because you know, being in I thought one is really influenced by by the nearness of Björk and the sugar cubes and sort of the total idea that like pop music pop music is something actually really avant-garde Yeah, or Sigur Rós I mean Iceland has no uh, no real history of putting out straightforward pop stars they put out the real the the true avant-garde of music Yeah,
1: absolutely so there's almost like this kind of like yeah so like for me like pop music has always been you know I never looked at it as a you know, it has always been you know a very prestigious art form for me, and uh, so I had this longing to, to do, like to to be a musician and be in um, be a pop star so to speak. But so, but I thought that the, the best idea was to go to uh, to art school because you know,
0: I'm very much in the European tradition, like most most right. pop stars come come from art schools, be it like be the Beatles or or the Stones or David Bowie or whatnot, or the long list of people that come out of St. Martin's Art College in London yeah
1: yeah yeah, totally because I guess because I guess you know because you know popular culture is so much about you know some of, some of the, the the concept and the context and the image and all that stuff and, it, and that I guess these, these people learned in
0: art school and I thought that, yeah I should just have to learn that well, like per- that's the yeah, I think particularly as we were growing up, because there was such a melding of of the music and image with you know music videos and MTV and all of that. That was absolutely. And so you know that that sort of I mean your particular art form is this sort of you know at the nexus of music and art and presentation, performance, installation, visuals. So you know at what point during your uh, you know sort of uh, growth as an artist did you decide that you could put all of these pieces together it
1: just slowly came along I was always just like uh, so the thing was uh, like I I, I uh, somehow things progressed and I, I was in I was in art school and then I got up, out of art school and I was always
2: in bands doing music mm-hmm. and then had a, had
1: a day job at a at an advertising advertising agency which was also like a really great school and uh, I sort of looked at up my masters to 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 work at the other aden- ad agency, and then and then uh, I think slowly it just all came together. Like I was in the band, and uh, and then just doing my art somehow kind of like I always did music for very uh, ambitious reasons, and I just mainly did art for.
0: For kind of more natural reasons well, I guess it's like that was really something that just like I had to do but the music I always wanted to be famous or something I I, I completely sympathize <laughs> I I am I'm I a writer who wanted to be a rock star myself um, what is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm more familiar with your art uh, than I am with your yeah, yeah. with because your music I think the art the art is much better because like, <laughs> I think there was like the there, the ambition has always just been to like to do do artwork that I that intrigue me and hopefully some audiences. So and, and so there was never like this, you know, to become an art star. <laughs> and here you are, and yet yeah, here yeah, you are, yeah. yeah. So uh, h- how did yeah. you how did you go about? Um, sort of incorporating original music into your work. There, there's a history of this, but then you know, and we'll get to "Death Is Elsewhere," your current piece at the Met, uh, which. Yeah. But how did you start incorporating original music as opposed to uh, existing music or borrowed music? I think it just sort of started really early on. To I think my first my first sort of uh, video piece where I was. Where I was like dealing with the idea of music and uh, was was I did it in art school. That was like I was in a cowboy costume and just repeated the phrase "the sweetest girl has laughed at me." <laughs> and it sounded like laughed at me or left me, or it was sort of a double double-edged sword. And uh, I just I it was a, it was a piece I just repeated that for and it filled the whole TV tape with that it was just. A, The sweetest girl has laughed me. And just repeat it, repeat it. That was the method then. I just filled the, you know, I was like, okay, here we've got a TV tape, it's 60 minutes, and I'll just fill that TV tape. And, you know, at at the heart of of your work is a sort of notion of uh, sentimentality mixed with a sort of absurdity and, and a bit of an acid edge. Is that, did that, you know, that sounds. Very in keeping with what you originally did with "The Sweetest Girl Has uh, Has Left Me" or "The Sweetest Girl Has Has Laughed at Me." Um, that's a that's a theme that sort of continued through into "Death Is Elsewhere."
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I think you know it's like something you know it's, it's sort of I mean I think it's sort of my worldview, and that that continues in my work, <laughs> and and uh, and definitely has and like always always really interested in um, always like also really always interested in country music mm-hmm. I think probably probably because you know because like my I was like from a very you kind know, of good socialist home
0: mm-hmm. which was, was very anti-American and like uh, country music was just like such schmaltz and like such so, so stupid American imperialist shit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that I really became intrigued by it, it, I guess. it is a I mean, but it does have its roots in, in you know the deeply american you know the the folk base and I'd say death is elsewhere is you know that is it's a ele- sort of elementally uh, folk music that's being played and Absolutely. It, just to give a little bit of context uh death is elsewhere is a multi uh, screen video installation at, at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York right now with original music composed by the sisters from Mum and the brothers, twin sisters from Mum the twin brothers, uh, Bryce and Aaron Dessner from The National and how did you come to work with those two um, entities, those four artists?
1: Yeah, it was like it's been, you know, kind of slowly through my life, like, you know <laughs> then also like in you know being being an artist and also like being in band in, in Reykjavik I got to know Christine and Keda pretty early on I think like me and, and Christine really kind of hit off as, as friends I think you know around around the turn of the centuries so we've been we've been you know friends for a long time oh. and uh and then uh, and then uh, like and I got to know Keda around the same time but she was a lot in uh, in, in Switzerland in those years mm. studying cello so and I yeah I started working with them on this piece called uh, on this piece called The Visitors which is a which is like this kind of multi-video installation that uh, that is all filmed in, uh, in a house in upstate New York mm. and and I yeah I started working with them and and kind of have continued since, like, you know, it's like really, it's really, uh, yeah, they are just like they're amazing
0: musicians. Long-time like, collaborators. Like, they, yeah, 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 they have some, you know, I've always been an admirer of their uh, attitude and, uh, and totally unique musicality. Mm. And, so, so, so we go, go way back, and then, and then I got to know Bryson Aaron when I was
1: doing, uh, this piece called A Lot of Sorrow where I asked the National to to repeat their song uh, Sorrow mm-hmm. from the High Violet album Yeah I asked them to repeat that song for uh, for six hours in like a kind of in a rock concert ch- scenario
0: I remember that yeah. yeah
1: Yeah and we did that and and you know from from that a uh, friendship enrolled which is still you which won't. is still uh, you know we're mm-hmm. still Plotting all kinds of things together, so I think both with uh, with Christine and Kiva and Bryce and Aaron, like like it's it's really like friendship that is uh, that is somewhat nurtured with uh, creating
0: things together. That's beautiful. Let me ask you this then, because they are so integral to both the obviously the music, which they composed original music for this piece, but also they are the featured uh, subjects in the vi- in the video installation. Uh, which is, uh, sort of, um, you know, and I'll try and do a justice by, uh, by, uh, describing it, which is, uh, each, um, both sets of twins coupled off. So, um, uh, one of each in uh, walking together, the men playing guitar and a sort of, you know, troubadourish type of walk through uh, a wide open field at midsummer, uh, and, uh, the music playing. So they're very integral to the visual as well as, as the musical elements of this. How much do you direct each part of that?
1: i very, I mean, it's, it's all pretty organic. I mean, I think, like, the, the idea for the piece came because because uh, Bryce and Aaron were doing a, a music festival with them
0: and, you know, and, uh, and, and Justin Vernon were doing this thing called... Uh, what's it called again the Eau Claire Fest (laughs) it's in it's in Eau Claire yeah Eau Claire Claire. Fest yeah yeah Eau Claire Festival and
1: uh, and then they uh, then they just contacted me and said like you know they wanted to do some performance art there and they just said you know you can use you know you can use us or whatever musicians you like to use we're all up for something and then then just sort of just came the idea to to like to ask Bryce and Aaron and Kiela and Christine to to make this sort of Waterville show But they were always this twin couple walking past the stage. So like, a couple, it's like a couple walking, it's like, we made this set with was three almost like, you know, sort of a Mary Poppins set. Mm-hmm. And they were just like walking in a garden, you know, yeah. frolicking with a guitar and singing. And then like, they go from left, left, left of stage to right of stage, like walk through the stage. And then, dramatically
0: they reappear like very soon again. Mm-hmm. Left of stage. That was sort of the, the, sort of the twin trick again. Yeah, the slightly the, the minor differences and the but there's sort of you know it's it's a very arresting experience to to be immersed in. It's it's beautiful piece. Um, it's a very optimistic you know much as you know we just talked about with your uh, your worldview um, sort of at once you know sort of admitting to loving the the, the corniness and also sort of uh, reacting to it um, what how were you involved in at all in, in composing the music or, or choosing how do you or choosing it or yeah yeah
1: yeah I was we, we composed it really together. Like we, we composed this like for this thing in Eau Claire we
0: composed this song and a lot of other songs we kind of have like a whole
1: record of songs we composed together so we oh. just did this, we wrote this song just in, in my uh, living room in Reykjavik.
0: Oh, beautiful. And so, so it was really like this kind of, it was very, it was very much kind of folk music feeling, mm-hmm.
1: but we were just like, the five of us with guitars and, in the living room and like some poetry po- like snatching lines from here and
0: there. So I it, have was, to... it was a blast. Yeah, I have to admit, I I am one of those people. I I walked walked in and, and sort of saw the bucolic nature of it, and and sort of went with it, and saw it as this optimistic thing. But then I read more into it and more about it and realize that you've got these sort of uh, for lack of a better term these sort of cliffs of doom in the background which are sort of uh accenting the piece what obviously very intentional and it's but what explain to me the the sort of importance of the of the backdrop and the scene that they're in
1: yeah i mean uh th- th- it's i think i think like most works i uh I do, they, I really always want them to kind of portray conflicting things, in a way.
0: Like, I, the, like this piece called, you know, it, I think it portrays optimism and then some kind of uh, some kind of uh, yeah, really doom and gloom. At the Impending same time. danger. It's really about love. It's, yeah, it's really about love and death mm-hmm. in a way. And, and, uh, and, and, uh, and the and it's filmed in in the south of Iceland, but it's just by this uh,
1: by this lava field, which uh, erupted in 1783, which is a crazy beautiful lava field, and it's so like beautiful and peaceful, and there's a there's a, this glacial river by it, and on the other where we, where we filmed there's a there's a field, and but that but that lava that that came there in
0: 1783 is was, you know, one of the greatest sort of disasters in, in, in human history. It's, it's said that it killed, like, millions of people yeah, uh, all over the world. Like, the, the ashes, you know, going into the sky from it. So and, it was, and, and, uh, and killed one-third of Icelandic population. But now it's very quiet, beautiful nature. It's, that's so that was something that interested me. Yeah, that's why well, I, I see you're, you're shying away from any, uh, you know, sort of... Uh, uh, major subjects in this piece. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I, I think you know. It's, I think it's, I'm a basic person. I'm like most persons. Like my love is my, my work is about love and death. You
0: know. <laughs> yeah. So what's it? Uh, well, it's kind of what, what it's what
1: it's what it's uh, what our lives are about. It's about yeah. dealing
0: with those two things. I I am looking forward to one and not the other, frankly. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and accepting the other as like. And, you know, yeah,
1: you know, but then, you know, but then it's, uh, it's, it's, it's all, it's all, but then it's also just like the, there's also the, the beauty of that love field and the beauty of the idea of death that makes life fantastic. And, you know, so it's never like, you know, it's not like, it's not that I'm saying, you know, it's not about like, yeah, I'm never, I'm, I, I really don't, I think I don't fear, fear it, fear death, really. Mm. But... No. but but it's somehow—I think it's somehow—it uh, really gives life its uh, bass drum, you know, the mm-hmm. notion of it. The low end. It was like a, yeah, it was a real old-time song. But you know, it's like
0: from—I think it's from the "I See a Darkness" record, mm-hmm. which is like death to everyone. death to everyone. It, it makes living much more fun. Well, that's a, that's a That's a perfect segue to the next question I had, which is: uh, <laughs> uh, give you know, from "Now I See a Darkness" to this was shot in midsummer. So the light yeah. is is perpetual, um obviously intentional. So what was the you know, what were the what went into the choice to shoot at that at that time? And to actually debut just, it and at the Met at yeah. Midsummer? It it's just like to shoot
1: it at Midsummer was like it's a you know, it was because, like I told you before, like there was this like, you know, the, all these songs and this idea of the twins as linkers of this uh, kind of concert piece and then suddenly you got this idea to make a video installation which was this circle and that they are just like walking in kind of in like in symmetrical tension around around like the cameras Mm -hmm. and i just remember instantly i just thought like it would be interesting to to shoot it around midsummer in the south of iceland and uh and i think this midsummer is like i mean so many it's really, you know, if, if you live in a place like Iceland where, you know, where, where midsummer is a really, really big deal, you know, it's like the night where there is no night. And everybody's, everybody parties around midsummer mm-hmm. and, like, I got married around midsummer and whatnot. It's like the time of, of, of the year. And, uh, and, and I just thought it would be really beautiful to catch that dreamy light of midsummer in this video. It, and you know, I thought it's like you know, it it is
0: daylight, but it's not daylight. It's like, uh, yeah, it's it's sort of the idea of daylight. It's quite it's quite poetic. And it's perpetual. <laughs> so it really has to do that. Yeah, it, it's perpetual as well. It it sort of speaks to the same you know sort of continued motion that the that's on the screen. There, 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 are, yeah, yeah, totally. I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's a, a horror movie that's currently out. Uh, a, about a midsummer festival. Are you familiar with this, or have you? But uh, probably haven't yeah, had I time. Just, uh, I just saw the trailer yesterday. It's, like it, you know. It was <laughs> I, I, saw, I just saw. I just saw. I was, I was in Copenhagen and I saw I some saw
1: advertisement for it, and then I just checked out the trailer, and it looks really cool. I mean, and I think it's a great idea for a horror movie because you know the midsummer festivals are in this all this beautiful light, and but
0: still there is you know. It is at night. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a pagan ritual of sorts, too. And I, it's funny. I yeah. I yeah that's, also, that's also really
1: what I felt like when we were doing this, like walking in those circles. It felt
0: like a weird pagan ritual. Mm. It's funny, too. I mean, I, 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 not to get too far off the subject, but I saw the trailer for that, and I was like, why the hell did nobody think of this already? It's brilliant. Um, yeah, me. <laughs>
1: I thought so too. I was like, is it such a... Like, why? Like, I was reading, like, why didn't I find it's like,
0: this
1: is such a good
0: idea it? But it was like really good that somebody did it <laughs> well, I, I'm going to uh, sort of wrap up a little bit but uh, the, the reviews for, for Death is Elsewhere have been spectacular and I have to say this speaks very much to your work and your appeal but the, the, the glowing reviews have come from places like the New York Times, Wall Street Journal Art Forum, Art News but also from Pitchfork and um, my personal favorite Glacier Hub which was a review yeah. a review uh, by a group that is a, uh, a collective of scientists studying climate change. Um, tell me about how that, you know, how that appeal, um, sort of mutual appeal comes uh, from your work and to, to them and, and from them to you. I mean, of course, it's just like, you know, you know, to, to yeah, it's, it's just like you know you put a, you put an artwork out into the world and especially this was like to like to uh, to uh, premiere that the mat was so stressful you know it's like like you're making a new piece and you never know when you make a new piece if it's good or bad you know you have a feeling but
1: you never put it out unless you have a feeling that it's actually good <laughs> and but you but you know you can't really say until you open it right it's a, sort of a scary feeling and uh, also like technically with this piece you know i i couldn't you know i couldn't put it up in the studio and look at it it was just like we just had to put it up in the map and see how it worked so so that i'm like so thankful for the map to do this leap of faith so so then you, of course you premiere it and then there's like and then i was like i was relaxed for one day and then i just like Suddenly, like you kind of know, vanity, fear, and vanity hit me. Like worrying about, like, is it gonna, is he gonna get any reviews? Is he gonna get <laughs> <good> reviews? <laughs> all that stuff. So, so you can imagine like how relieved I am that, that it's being so uh, it is. so well received. Yeah, and, and and like all the in all these reviews, there's like there's always I'm so glad. Like in in most of the reviews, like you can always see that the the critic takes out something that they see in it, you know, every every review is different in a way. You know, there's, there's, also, there's everyone, everyone takes it about being about something different, but it actually is, you know. I never want to make a piece which is just like, you know, saying one thing. It's really, I'm really happy that
0: to see that that uh, people understand a lot of things out of it. Mm, so I am, I am really happy. Yeah, I've seen comparisons from, you know, everything to, you know, To Bergman and and uh, then you know a place like Pitchfork will pick up on the musical elements of it but you know this uh, Glacier Hub again like this group of scientists uh, saw it as a as an environmental um, messaging as well which you know extrapolated it absolutely is. So it's a it's a it's really uh, not only is it a wonderful piece, but it's also appealing to an extremely wide swath of people. So, uh, congratulate you, and and also um, you know just give a, a, a nod to our our mutual friend Jen Farrell, who who uh, compiled all these reviews and and is uh, you know very, extremely proud of the of the work that's been done over there. Yes, he's like a fantastic curator to work with. It's been it's been such a pleasure to to work with her and. And all the team at the mat, and and um, yeah, so it's a really like you know I I didn't expect it would be such a such a lovely experience to to work at the mat. You think of it as some kind of a scary place, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was fantastic. I, I, <laughs> it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, they're lovely, <laughs> lovely people, and and I, just a, a quick mention. They I, I understand uh, I. Um, I, I was unable to make the opening, but the opening, um, your, your your notion of, of artist as rock star came full circle when rock stars and artists sort of convened. There, uh, Patty Smith was there, Michael Stipe was there. I understand, um, folks from the National. Uh, so opening night must have been a real thrill for you. Yeah, it was a real thrill. You know, it's like I was, I was um, yeah, it's like uh, it was, it was like the whole opening day was like this. You know. It really felt like I had a great dream. <laughs> yeah, like it, was, it was one of the best, best, like megalomaniac dreams I ever had. But that actually happened. Oh, those are the those are the best kind, I believe, megalomaniac dreams. So anyway, <laughs> I'm going to let you get let you get back to work on your installation in Stuttgart, Germany, where you're calling in from. But um, I appreciate you taking the time, and thank you so much uh, for talking to me. I, I was lovely meeting you. you
1: it's an,
0: it's, an, it's an honor to be on the show and just, uh, just all the best thank you. you thank you we'll be in touch I look, look forward to your okay. new work we'll be in touch thank you thank you so much right. bye bye have a great day bye bye I'm Wyndham Lewis on behalf of my brothers Jeremy Sartorian Christian Lewis thank you very much for listening to the Brother 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 podcast many thanks also to our heroic producer Damian Kendall and to Simon Doom for our epic intro music Learn more about the pod at brotherpod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and it's extremely helpful if you rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.